You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. And on today's episode, we're talking about seven advanced flirting techniques. Well, really, flirting and seduction. I say that because it's not just meant to be something that's fun and flirtatious, but what's the point of that? The point is to seduce to have that seductive interaction with the woman that you're interested in. And specifically, these are going to be techniques that are meant for the cold approach. These are not necessarily something that you might do exactly on a date. I think you'll see why, because these ones are more geared towards that instant connection where it makes sense that you've just created the interaction. It might be funny to do some of these, which you'll see again in a bit, if you're on a date. And I know I I quite a bit when I make lists, I always say in no particular order, but this one does have a particular order. And the order in in the best of, of my ability here is is going from what would be less advanced to more advanced. I think they're all advanced, so it doesn't start easy, but it it increasingly gets more advanced. And I want to break down for a second. This is very important. Like, What does advanced mean? Like, Why am I saying advanced flirting techniques? What is the difference between an advanced flirting technique and an easier intermediate? What's it all about? Here's the idea is that none of this is technically hard. The only thing that makes it advanced is the fact that you might be nervous to implement it because when you're implementing some of these flirting techniques that you're going to hear today, it is, um, how do I say this? I almost want to say there's more risk involved, the risk of being rejected, but you want to be able to do these techniques because if you're not pushing the interaction, you're not going to get anywhere. And that's what really anything is all about, especially in terms of like dating or getting better at something like there is some risk involved, like when you're really pushing it. I guess when it comes to uh, meeting women, you know, the risk is, is what holds guys back a lot. Like they get too nervous to make any moves, but let's really break down. what, What is that risk anyways? Okay. So you get rejected. So the girl I don't know, walks away, doesn't want to talk to you. You know, a lot of guys get really scared, like, oh, what Me Too movement, sexual harassment, all that stuff. Well, I'm going to be teaching you a little bit about how to use these techniques so that doesn't happen. So that's the second part of the advanced, right? So I said, you know, advanced is advanced because one, when you do these techniques, they're a little bit more scary, higher chance of rejection. But two, what makes it more advanced, and this is what makes makes you good at the technique is that once you're able to implement it, you're doing it because you know that it's appropriate in the interaction. So you need to be understanding of where the interaction is and what the context is of the current interaction. So you know, okay, you know what? I can actually use one of these techniques right now and minimize the so-called risk of getting rejected. 
So a lot of these are not things, for example, you'll be doing in the very, very beginning of an interaction. You're not going to be going up and talking to a woman and in two minutes do probably do most of these, maybe a couple, but most of these you won't be doing. So not only is it advanced because maybe it's a little bit more challenging, but it's more advanced because it's further down the line, right? It's like when you're playing a video game, the first level is easy and level 10 is is kind of hard. It's more advanced. Well, it's, it's level 10. It's further down the timeline. So these are as well. Okay. And I want you to understand that they're all further down the timeline. So you'll be using them later in the interaction when you have a little bit more guaranteed investment from the woman. Because once she's invested in you, well, then you can implement one of these or more than one of these and know that you're probably going to get a positive reaction or some sort of reaction where she's reciprocating. Okay. So that's my breakdown of of what makes this or what might make this an advanced flirting technique versus some of the more beginner stuff. Now we teach all these techniques and we teach you how to flirt inside of the Trip Advice Coaching Program, my accelerator coaching program. We work with you on making sure you're implementing all of these, going out, giving you homework. So every week you're going out, you're implementing flirting techniques, getting better at them, making them part of who you are. We also have a boot camp where we fly to you in person. We teach you how to do these in person. We even show you demos of what it looks like on women. So you can see, okay, this is exactly what it's like. We have those options for you where you can do this coaching to get to the advanced level. Go to tripadvicecoaching.com, book a call with us. We'll chat with you. We'll talk about how coaching works and how it's going to get you to that next level. Now, you can, of course, learn all this without doing coaching. It just might take a little bit longer. So you're going to have to take some notes here. You're going to have to go out. You're going to have to implement it. And it can work that way. Coaching is more for guys who just want to skip all that and say, hey, let's let's get a coach right now. Let's implement this and make sure I do it. I don't know about you. I know I'm guilty. I've listened to podcasts. I've watched YouTube videos and I take notes sometimes and I say, I'm going to do this or I read a book. I say, I'm going to do it. And then I don't really do it because we get distracted and other things get in the way. So coaching is the way to make it more inevitable. So just know that that option is there if you want your own one-on-one coach where you can get guaranteed results. So go to tripadvicecoaching.com, apply for a quick call today, and then we'll chat with you. We'll see if you're a good fit. And if you are, sign you up on the spot and get you going. Get you ready to get your one-on-one coach. Of course, with coaching, you also get access to all of my course material. So you'll be getting lifetime access to all of my courses, plus access to Trips Corner, which is my private Facebook group where there's about 2,000 guys in there right now who are chatting and talking. I'm in there. The coaches are in there. It's an incredible community. So you'll be part of that as well. Now, let's start with the first advanced flirting and seduction technique. Okay, again, specifically for a cold approach. So number one is asking her if she's single. Now, I remember there was, uh, let's see, are you single? Yeah, AYS. They called it the AYS opener back in the day. So what that means is you'd go up to a girl and say, are you single? And then you would start talking to them. That is not what this is. So this is not an AYS opener. This is not, are you single? This is asking them if they're single after you've been talking to them 
for at least a couple minutes and you've started doing some light flirting. So the way that you would say it, or the way that I would say it, you could do any kind of version you really want, but the one that I like is saying, wait, hold on, you're single, right? So you just kind of interrupt the conversation and go, wait a second, you're single, right? You might even do that after like a light flirt. Maybe you're teasing, maybe kind of you break the touch barrier a little bit. You're chatting with her, or maybe you're chatting with her and you're noticing that you're, because I remember when this happened, I remember I'd go up to a girl, approach her, and this one time, I just, I don't know, I specifically remember this, like you'd go and you kind of break the touch barrier and you can kind of tell that she didn't really want you to do that. And so you'd get that, that notice there of like, oh, she's backing off a little bit, but you'd be talking to her and she'd still be talking to you and didn't have any reason to leave the interaction and was actually having a pretty positive interaction with you. So you might want to say you're single, right? Based off of just flirting with her and having a positive reaction or the opposite, having, I don't know if it's a negative reaction, but maybe she's giving some steps back. So you just want to logistically know you're single, right? You don't have to use this technique. In fact, to be honest, you don't have to use any of these techniques. You can pick one and do them in an interaction. Hell, if you want, you can do all of them. They're not 100% necessary, but they're ones for you to use and ones that I've used before and we teach in the program and all that good stuff. So again, you're about three, four minutes in, five minutes in maybe, and you're saying, hey, you're single, right? So you're doing that on a cold approach, uh, especially during like a nighttime approach where you're talking to her and and you know, you're working on escalation and all of that. And it's not just like trying to go for a quick number. Hey, you're single, right? And then she'll say, oh no, I'm not. Okay. She'll say, oh no, I'm not. And then you'll say, oh, okay, no worries. And then maybe you'll chat with her for another 30 seconds and then honestly be on your way and say, oh, my bad. I thought you were single. I guess not. Okay. Well, it was nice to meet you. Bye. You know, whatever. And then if she says, yes, I am, then you don't want to linger on that too long. So you don't want to say, Oh, really? Why? Right? We don't want to start complimenting her because that's going to kill the interaction. That's going to make you look kind of like a beta, like, oh, really? Like, then you start putting her on this pedestal. So you just have to have a very non reaction to her answer when she says, oh, yeah, I am. By the way, if she says, yeah, I am, like, yeah, I'm single, and you say, oh, okay, cool, just curious, and then you keep on talking, and she's still right there with you. Okay, now that is a sign you can really keep on moving this interaction forward, right? That's part of the advanced flirting techniques too, is noticing how she's reacting to this flirting. Because if she is, then you want to keep on pushing it further and like going up this ladder, so to speak. By the way, I forgot to say this in the very beginning of this episode. The reason why I decided to do this episode was based on the last episode. So the last episode, I talked about the mistakes that guys were making during flirting. And I realized that some of the things were talking about more of the advanced stuff. And I realized that I never really done an episode in a long time talking about some of the more advanced techniques. So that is the inspiration for uh, for this episode. So I guess I'm also saying that because if you didn't listen to the last episode, it's not a continuation per se, but you would really benefit from listening to it because they kind of go together a little bit, very complimentary in the sense that the last episode was all about the mistakes. So if you learn the mistakes and you learn these advanced flirting techniques, you're going to have a lot of clicks and that's what we want here. Okay. So we're still on the first one. 
you're single, right? Like you're like being curious about you're single, right? And then she answers. She says, yes or no. You know what to do from there. And remember, if she says, yes, I am say, oh, okay, cool. Just curious. And then keep on talking about whatever you were talking about. And then if she asks you, that's another indicator of interest. So she's throwing that back at you. Well, there's a few ways you can answer it. You can just answer it normal and, and be like, oh yeah, I am. And then continue conversation. Or you can joke and you can say, what me? No, I have like three wives. Oh, I've like, I have like five girlfriends. Do you want to be number six? Right. Now that's just flirting. That's teasing. That's polarizing. That's, that's making these little spikes in emotion, right? Cause she's not expecting you to say that. So she's going to be like, what? Ah, right. And it's going to be all funny. And then she's gonna be like, no, wait, seriously. And then you'll be like, oh, I don't know. I guess you have to find out that builds tension right there. Just kind of joking around. And then if she's like, no, seriously, I want to know, then just give her the real answer, but then move on. Okay. So I, I pretty much give you most of the variations of how that can go. Of course, there's many others, uh, variations. There's other things she could say that could happen, but mostly it's going to be her answering and you just kind of moving on. Okay. Next, next is, uh, I guess this would be the next one. It kind of, it, here's where it gets a little tricky in terms of like, is this the next step in advance? But I, I think it is. The next is isolation. I talked about this on the last episode. Isolation, isolating her, taking her away from the group of friends. You want to make sure you're isolating because if you're not isolating, a couple of things. One, it's going to be harder to physically escalate. It's going to be harder to to go for a kiss. It's very rare that a, a friend is, uh, uh, that a girl is going to do that in front of her friends. And also when you move her to another location, what it does is it increases the connection and bond between you two psychologically, even though maybe you've been talking for 10 minutes or five minutes, it's going to seem like longer because now you're in a new place. And now she has two memories of you. One where you first met and two here. Now you could say, well, Trip, if that's the case, should you keep on bouncing her around? You can. I think it's not necessary. If you want to do like one bounce, one isolation, then like moving her somewhere else. Yeah, that could be cool. I think really though, as long as you get that first one down, that's the most powerful because that's taking her away from her friends. And the way that you're going to isolate is very simple. After you've been talking to her, for you know, three to five minutes, something around that area, maybe it might be longer, you're just going to make an excuse to go to another area. So you could, multiple ways, you could say, okay, hey, let's, uh, let's go to the bar. I want to get a water. And then you go to the bar and then now you're by the bar and she's with you. And maybe you're kind of sitting over there, but maybe you go somewhere else after you grab the water or the drink or whatever. You could also have no reason whatsoever. You can say, hey, come with me for a second. Let's go on a quick adventure. And she'll be like, okay. And then you guys will go and, you know, it won't even be anything special, but she'll kind of be like, wait, I thought we were going to venture. Be like, ah, oh, I'm just joking around. Anyways, and then you keep on talking to her, right? Again, you got to understand that attraction is an emotional thing. It's not logical. It doesn't have to be logical. You don't have to have any actual reason uh, for most of the things that you do when you're flirting. None of it has to actually make sense. It just kind of has to happen. That's a big thing right there. Hope some of you had some clicks there. That's really what the whole 
uh, you know, game of flirting and seduction and dating is really all about. You can also say, hey, let's go outside. If it's like nice out, say, hey, let's go get some fresh air. Maybe there's like a patio there. I don't necessarily mean leaving the venue, but going to a new location there. Maybe you guys are, uh, maybe there's a couch or a chair area and say, hey, come sit with me. I'm tired of standing. Right. So any excuse you want to just move to a new location or you don't need any excuse at all. And that can totally work. Or, hey, let's go upstairs. Hey, let's go downstairs, right? All depending on what kind of venue you're at. So if you can't think of anything, just say, hey, come with me real quick. Don't worry, I'm not going to steal you for too long. And you can also say, tell her friends. So you can say, hey, tell your friends that I'm stealing you away for just one minute and you'll be right back. And then she tells her friends, which can be very powerful. Or if you've been talking to the friends a little bit in the group and you've been kind of having fun with them, you can even say to like the one girl that you've been talking to, like, I'm going to steal your friend for a second. And then say to the girl that you're talking to, are you ready to go on an adventure? Are you ready to come with me? We're going to go over here. We're going to go downstairs real quick. Come with me. I got to go grab a drink. Whatever it is, isolate. Again, so you know that you can have a more flirty interaction, and then it deepens that bond between you two. Okay, so that's number two. Let's go to number three. We're getting a little bit more advanced. I call this the boyfriend-girlfriend role play. I've talked about this before. I think it's so powerful. I like it. It sets the flirty tone. So does your single, right? Like That also sets that flirty tone, and that's what we want. So what it is, is it's this role play of pretending that you're her new boyfriend and she's your new girlfriend. So you would say something like, all right, you know what? By the way, this is, this is at a point where you guys have isolated. This is a good time to do that. So you've isolated her, you've gone to a new area of the venue, and now you guys are chatting for a little bit and you go, you know what? You are going to be my next girlfriend. I already have five. I need a sixth one. You're my next girlfriend for the next five minutes. Or you're my new girlfriend for the night. But then I'll tell you, so that's, this is going to be push-pull. So pull is metaphorically, you're you're showing interest, like you're going to be my new girlfriend, but then you're going to push and say, only for the rest of the night, then I'm going to break up with you. Then what you and I are going to do, we're going to get in a big fight and everyone's going to be looking at us because we're going to be screaming at each other because obviously you and I would never get along. And then we're just going to be done. And you're saying all this with a smile, by the way. So you say, you say you can rewind that and listen. That's what's what you say to her, and you do that all with a smile. And then you can also have fun, right? So when, once that happens, by the way, it doesn't matter how she reacts. It doesn't matter if she's like, no, 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 or she's like, oh my god, yeah, fine, Nick. It doesn't matter. We're not looking for reactions here. We're just looking to flirt and do these techniques. Okay. The only time we're looking for reactions is well, I'll, I'll get to it in a bit. But for these, we're not looking for reactions. We're just being flirtatious guys. That's all we're doing, okay? So with the role play, you can have fun. You could say, okay, so where is our first date going to be? Tell me, what do you think? Where should we go? Okay, and then after we've been on 10 dates, like where do you think we're going to break up? Like what do you think is going to happen? So now you're, you're talking about the future. You're basically setting the context of obviously you're into her and you're moving things forward. Right. So everything you're doing here, right, between going up to her, asking her like you're single, isolating this, 
It's increasingly getting more flirtatious. That's what we want. That's what we want. And now we can go to the next one. So after you do some sort of role play, and again, you don't have to do this exact thing that I'm telling you like one by one by one. You can if you want, but all these can be used whenever you want separately. Okay, so the next one, I debated where I was going to put this in this kind of sequence that I'm, I'm making here, but I feel that this one makes sense now because, well, I'll tell you what it is. It's grabbing her, uh, I don't like the word grab. We should be careful in 2023, I guess. Uh, touching, right? Touching her waist or maybe her arm or her shoulder. Now that you guys have isolated you have way more of an opportunity to break the touch barrier. Now, the reason why I said, okay, I was kind of unsure if I should put this now or or before is because you could technically do some of this stuff in the first few minutes of you guys talking. But what I'm talking about here is not just like lightly touching her arm for a second or kind of lightly touching her waist, but really doing it in, the, in a more seductive way. Because she's going to be close to you. You might have even grabbed her hand. You probably should have, by the way, grabbed her hand when you guys were isolating. Also, that's a good sign of whether or not she's really interested. Because if she grabs back hard, you know, okay, you've really built some initial attraction here. If she's kind of lightly touching it or she's kind of like soft and you're just grabbing it or she even kind of pulls away, that doesn't mean you'd have to be done talking to her, but you're just not quite there yet. And the same thing when you go to touch her waist or touch her arm or kind of pull her a little bit close to you, you'll notice based on how she's reacting to that, if she's starting to become invested in you, if she trusts you. So these are really all kind of really uh, great keys, great keys for you because once you pick up on some of these reactions of her accepting it, again, more in this vein. Remember I said earlier, you don't really care about the reaction so much when you're just verbally flirting, but the the physical flirting, once you start to pick up on what's going on, you can escalate faster. For example, if you touch her waist and she starts to move closer to you or you isolate, she moves closer to you, well, then you could probably go for a kiss uh, very soon, which by the way, that's one of the other advanced techniques that's coming up in a little bit. Right now we're on number four, which is again, the kind of waist grab arm touch, but you're not doing it lightly. You're doing it, well, still lightly, but maybe holding it there for a second. So holding her waist for like two, three seconds, holding her arm lightly for a couple seconds, or maybe touching her arm for a couple seconds or touching her shoulder for a couple seconds in context to what you guys are talking about and the expression that you're making when you're talking to her. Okay, now I'm going to go to the next flirting technique, which is kind of similar, but it's a little bit more. So this is a little bit more of an intimate, physical, flirtatious move, is holding her close to you. So if you're in the venue you're isolated, you guys are maybe two to three inches apart because you're talking because maybe it's loud in there. You might be close and then you're going to be holding her close to you. So you're going to be actually putting your hand on the small of her back or on her waist and it's going to stay there. 
or it's going to be on her arm or on her elbow and it's going to stay there. And maybe it kind of releases for a second, but then it goes right back. It's as if you're kind of holding her a little bit, but very lightly. If we get to this point, if we get to this exact point in the interaction and she is accepting it, she's still giving you good eye contact, she's smiling, she's talking to you, it's still going very well. Then we can go to number six, which is basically the kiss close. So this is all these different moves in this sequence that can come up to this point. But again, I I have to continue to remind you here is you actually don't need to do any of this to get the kiss close. And you don't need any of this to be in sequence. It can be, all this can be completely out of order. I'm just kind of telling you what I think is the least advanced and to the most advanced in all of these advanced moves, just so you can get an idea, but don't overthink it too much. And if that already confuses you, then just let go of everything I said there and just focus on all these separate techniques as something you can practice as something you can use. Okay. So kiss close. How do we do this? The kiss close has to happen in a moment where you guys have locked eyes, you're talking, and then there's a silence and you just go for it. Or if it somehow makes sense in conversation where you say something and go for it. I, I can't, honestly, I can't even think of what that might be. There's, so, there's an infinite amount of variations. The only one I can think of off the top of my head is maybe you're a little bit older and you're talking to her and she asks how old you are and you're like, oh, you know, guess. And she guesses and you're like, oh, I'm 32. And she's like, oh, well, I'm 22. And then you can say, okay, well, have you ever, have you ever dated any guys older? And she's like, oh, some, a couple times or no. You can say, oh, well, have you ever kissed a guy who's older? And she's like, no. And then you just go for it. And remember, you could have that conversation earlier on in the interaction, but it'd be kind of creepy and weird. But it's not as creepy and weird now, is it? Because you guys have already potentially isolated. You've already had some flirting going on with some role play. You've already had some touching. You might be holding her close to you. So at that point, it would make sense. Okay, so that's why it is important to know where are you in the interaction? What's going on? And again, I want to be careful here. This is why it's kind of advanced, but I want to teach it as best as I can. It's like this interesting combination of you're not looking for reactions, but you also kind of are. We don't care really what her reactions are as long as she's still talking to you, right? Like bottom line is if she's still there, if she's still being compliant, key word here, if she's still complying to your requests, okay, come over here, okay, come over here, and then you're talking to her and she's answering your questions. And if she's compliant and then she continues to be compliant, through the breaking of the touch barrier, well, then you could be sure that it shouldn't be a problem to keep escalating and go for the kiss close. But if you're talking to a woman and she's not compliant, obviously you can't be flirting more. For example, let's say you try to isolate, it goes wrong. She's like, oh no, I don't even know you yet or something, or no, I'm not going with you, right? She completely rejects you isolating. Okay, is that gonna be a moment where you're gonna try to, you know, break the touch barrier more and try to go for a kiss and all that. No, you're going to build more rapport. You're going to be talking to her for a little bit. You're going to be talking to her for like another five minutes until you start to build a little bit more attraction and a little bit more investment. That's where the art form comes in. And, and 
and the skill set of really understanding like where you are in the interaction and what's going on. And so to make it as basic and as simple as possible, it's going to be all about you seeing how compliant she is to your requests. And if she continues every single time to be compliant, you can continue to push the interaction forward, which brings us to the last one, number seven, which is leaving the venue. So if you want to take her home that night, or even if you don't plan on taking her home that night, you just want to leave the venue with her so you guys can go somewhere else and you can continue to build attraction and and get her more invested in you, you could do that. And so that would be the moment to do that per se, right? You might be able to do that once you've gone for a kiss close and once you guys have maybe exchanged numbers at this point. Or maybe, again, there's a few variations you could do with this. You haven't asked her for a number yet. You can say, hey, I'm going to get out of here. I want to go grab some food. You should come with me. And she's like, oh no, I can't leave my friends. And he goes, okay, well, let me grab your number. Right, That would be the way to then just get number, number close, and then just be done. Or she's like, okay, fine. I just got to tell my friends real quick and I'll come with you. Okay, cool. Right, You're not going to necessarily ask her to leave the venue, what, three minutes into talking to her? I'm sure it's been done and it can probably happen, but chances are it's just not happening in those first few minutes. It's probably happening after you built a lot of attraction, after you've gotten her more invested in you through compliance and her being compliant to your requests and the way that you're handling the situation. So that's number seven. And it's very simple. Don't overthink it. Tell her you want to go somewhere to grab a bite to eat. Tell her even maybe you want to go back to your place and hang out. I know it sounds very direct, but if you built enough attraction, it shouldn't be a big deal. And that could easily happen. It just depends on where you are in the interaction with her. This is going to be more relevant for bars and clubs and places that are social. Can you do this exactly what I said during the day? You could. You absolutely could, but it's a little bit more geared for social type events. So that's where I would use them if I were you. Hope that helps. Seven advanced flirting techniques for cold approach. And I've had a lot of people really ask me a lot of questions about approaching. Like last episode, we had a guy who wrote in who asked about cold approaching when there's a group. And there's also another question about cold approaching when she's running, when you're outside. So there's a lot of questions coming in about that. And I think that's great because I really do think this is where it's going. I do. I think that online is great, but it's going to start heading a little bit more into the direction for guys, at least to meet women in person as opposed to only online. Okay. So, all right. I want to go into asking some questions, answering some questions, excuse me, from people who have emailed in. So if you've emailed in trip at tripadvice.com and you've asked a question, I'm here to answer it for you. And if you want to get your questions answered, email me trip at tripadvice.com and I will answer them here on the podcast like I'm going to do right now with Andy. Andy says, hey, Trip, I just listened to this episode of your podcast and I liked your lively discussion with Erica Angelo and wanted to share my feedback. I have, I have say both of you have good points and I am very aware 
that I'm total emotional dumper as a man. And I think I need to learn to hold it back a bit. However, ultimately, I think Erica won the debate about vulnerability. I totally agree with her that it's unhealthy for a man not to tell his woman when things are going wrong with him. And her strongest argument was that women know something is is wrong already, so why not share? I feel like if I had to hold back on that kind of thing in a relationship, I'd honestly rather just be single because keeping things to myself just isn't my modus operandi. And if women don't like it, they don't have to. Andy. Uh, Andy, uh, thanks for writing in. This is a, a great comment here and I'm happy to chat about it. So what he's talking about, folks, is is an episode I did with Erica Angelo where we like he said, debated vulnerability. Erica says you should be super vulnerable with your partner. I say you shouldn't be super vulnerable with your partner and telling her all the things that are wrong with you and all the things that are bad. And our friend Andy here is saying that he thinks that she won. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if there was a, a winner or a loser. I think it really depends on you know what you took away from it. I think it's more up to the person. But it sounds like you're siding with Erica, and that's fine. It's interesting because I'm, I, I'd like to talk to you about this. I wish we could have an actual conversation because what I'd ask you first is, what are all these things that you want to talk about with your woman? So it's interesting because you did mention that you are aware that you're a total emotional dumper as a man. You need to hold it back. So I wonder what's going on that that is happening. I think that there's a deeper issue here, Andy. The fact that you're an emotional dumper that you have all these things going on, it feels like that needs to be taken care of. And it almost seems like you might just want a woman to be there for you, maybe because who knows, maybe there was a lack of something in your childhood. Maybe you had something happen with with your mom. And so you're, you're, you're wanting that kind of female presence to be there for you in a way that your mother never was. I don't know, but that doesn't, something like that wouldn't make it okay for you to be with a woman and, and, have her be there for you in this crazy emotional way where you're, you're dumping on her. But what is it? What are all these things? What are all these emotions? I mean, I'll be clear here. It's okay to have emotions in front of your girlfriend or your, or your wife. What I'm talking about is consistently or even not consistently, to be honest with you, being Having, uh, uh, having, I guess, or showing emotional negativity or just negative emotions around your woman. I mean, listen, you could go ahead and do it. Like, you'll see, man. Get into a relationship and just be yourself and share all of your emotions with her. Negative emotions, I mean. Do that and, and see how that works for you. All I know is that's never worked for me in the past. It's never worked for a lot of other guys I've known in the past. And I know in my current relationship, that's going very strong of five years, I have never emotional dumped. Have I cried in front of her? Yeah, I did cry. I know once my grandpa passed away, I cried in front of her. That was a few months ago. So when it comes to that kind of thing, that's a little bit different. You know, something really crazy happens. A person dies. 
I was about to say you lose your job, but no, a woman does not want to see you crying over losing your job. She's going to get worried. It's going to be very unattractive. You know, there's going to be those moments where you're going to be an emotional human in front of her because something crazy happened. But is that what you want to do every night? You want to, you know, every night you want to just dump emotions on her. First of all, that's annoying for anybody, but this is the woman who's attracted to you because you're emotionally strong. That's why she likes you. One of the reasons at least. And every night you just want to talk about all your feelings and emotions, the negative ones, especially, you know, why do you need to do that? I don't know. It's up to you, I guess. Yeah. Listen, I'm not going to convince you to be in a relationship. I'm just telling you how it works. So if you'd rather be single because that's the, that's the case, then, then I don't know, man, I don't have to tell you. Like if that's not the way that you operate, as you said, then yeah, maybe, emo- then maybe relationships aren't for you, or you're just going to find that the relationships you're in are not going to do well because you're consistently emotionally vomiting on her. So that's up to you, man. I don't know. There wasn't really a question here. I do appreciate the feedback and I'm always willing to hear it and willing to hear your comments about it, but it doesn't change for me. If you don't want that in a relationship, if if that's not the kind of relationship you want, good luck, I say. I I hope that it works out for you. I hope that you can find a woman where she's going to be okay with your emotional dumping. Again, I think it's about the vulnerable aspect, like the emotions that are like negative. I have things that happen stressful every day at work, every day, every day, something happens. I'm putting out a fire somewhere. I'm working with my coaches, uh, clients, hiring, firing. I mean, I have things every day that happen. And in my personal life, things happen. Like just life, right? Shit happens. If it's every day that you're going to be doing something like that, it's going to get exhausting to be telling her all that stuff. That's why I recommend talk to your friends, talk to a therapist, or deal with it yourself. Like be more zen. Like I would think that if you are an emotional dumper, something else is going on. You might need to meditate more. You know, I know that when things happen to me throughout the day, it's just part of the day. It's just what it is. I don't let it get to me. I don't hold it in and bottle it up. I just kind of let it flow through me. I've worked on these things and, and then I get to relax and spend time with Megan and we have a nice time together and I don't need to think about those things right now and I don't need to dump on her. I might tell her something interesting that happened. I might even mention once in a while, I'm kind of annoyed at something, but it's never going to be a big deal. It's never going to be in passing. And I always want her to know that I got things handled. And by the way, I should have things handled and so should you and every man listening should, or at least have a plan to. Otherwise, what are you doing? Letting things just slip by, letting your life just spiral out of control when a woman hears you being vulnerable all the time with her, she's not, and by the way, I wouldn't blame her for this. She's not going to trust that you have things together. She's going to look at you as a very emotional man. She's going to think, does this guy have his shit together? So be really careful about how you are vulnerable in a relationship and how you share your emotions. Again, I'm not trying to convince you of anything. I'm really trying to show 
the facts. And if you don't believe me, you'll see how it works. And let me tell you, I've been in a relationship now for five years and I'm a, I'm a pretty emotional guy myself. I wouldn't really consider myself an emotional dumper. Maybe at times I was, but my relationship, my life is just fine doing the things that I need to do to not be super vulnerable. And, and you know what? I want to comment on, they might see it. Okay. So they see it. I've had Megan see it on my face too, where I'm looking annoyed or frustrated or whatever. You don't have to like act and put on this pretty face every day. Maybe you're just not going to be able to handle it, but she's going to be, she's going to be like, you want to talk about it? And you're like, no, I'm good. Just a, just a, just a crazy day. That's all. And then guess what? Everything's fine because she's not going to solve it. She's not there to solve my problems. I need to solve my problems. She needs to solve her problems. So that's how it goes. Moving on. Thanks, Andy. This is Jerome, 26, Australia. Hey, I've been listening to your podcast for about a year. I use your approach anxiety thing and it works quite well, but I'm having issues connecting with women and trying to even get a date. Best one I got is when I was with the girl and we were dancing and she gave me a kiss on the cheek, but that's the most I've gotten to so far. She lost interest and some other fucking retard cock face comes in and steals her away from me. Jerome, 26, Australia. Okay, we escalated pretty pretty quick there. <laughs> Got it. Um, well, I can tell you're frustrated. I wonder where it is you're going wrong. You didn't really give me much detail here. So this is not, Jerome, this is not the, the best question, even though I decided to answer it because really the more detail, the more I can help you. So what's your question? You're having issues connecting the best one you got was with a girl you were dancing and she gave you a little kiss on the cheek. Well, I wonder how you reacted when that happened because if she gave you a kiss on the cheek, I would have escalated further per what we were talking about earlier on today's episode. I would have held her close. I would have isolated her and I would have went for a makeout. I wonder if you're holding back. I wonder if, because the approach is, is step one. So that's great. That's great that you got over the approach anxiety but are you flirting with her? Are you isolating her? Are you getting eye contact with her? I mean, the fact that you were dancing, why are you dancing with a girl? Unless you're really interested in dancing, you like dancing and that's why you went out for the night. That's one thing. Otherwise, most guys who are going out to meet women aren't really interested in dancing. They're interested in isolating, talking to a woman, connecting. And connecting just means chatting with her, chit-chat, bullshit, teasing her, having a good time, having fun conversation, talking about whatever, and flirting within all that talking. So my guess is you're letting her lead the interaction. Again, I could be totally wrong here, Jerome. I don't know. You didn't give me much detail, but it, it sounds like you're not leading. You got to be using dominance. My TED formula, tension, entertainment, dominance, D stands for dominance. And that means you're leading the interaction. You're the one who's in control because women want to be led. So I wonder what happened after that. The fact that she gave you a kiss on the cheek says to me that you're letting her lead because after that, I would have gone further. And that's okay. You just don't know yet, Jerome, and that's fine. So let's start practicing that. 
all my podcast episodes. Sounds like you've been listening, listening for a year. Start implementing that. Get coaching. Get my hooked course. That's going to help you with learning TED, Tension Entertainment Dominance. Hey, Trip. my name is Rodham. I have a question about how to flirt with or hit on girls in leadership roles who are higher ranking and loftier in what you're trying to learn or do. God, this is a great question already. In my case, my swing dancing assistant teacher, this also applies to girls who are really good with classes or really good at work, sports, etc. In short, how do you move past the girl being better than you at whatever it is that you're doing? Instinct would tell me that the best thing to do would be to get really good at dancing or really good at my job or really good at school. But isn't that being needy? Thanks a whole bunch, man. Rodham. Well, it's interesting because what are you going to do, right? Are you just going to meet one girl and she's really good at something and then spend months getting good at that and then coming back to her? That's not very sustainable, is it, Rodham? So you should always be trying to achieve higher status in everything. Of course, you can't maybe literally do it in everything. Maybe a girl's going to be better at tennis than you or dancing or whatever it may be. But every woman is still looking for you to be your own leader. What I mean, Rodham, is you still need to be applying the basic rules of attraction. So you need to be using TED as well. I think that the real issue is you're getting intimidated potentially by some of these women. That's what it sounds like. You know, or or possibly, or you're looking at it wrong. Like just because they're better at you at something, like that's not gonna, that doesn't matter. Like you're looking at it wrong. Okay. So let's look at this differently. You said, how do you flirt with girls who are in leadership roles? You just flirt with them. That's it. Don't treat a woman differently because she's a different race, a different age. Don't treat her differently because she's got a different job. Every woman who is heterosexual wants to be dominated basically by a man. Maybe not in that thing that they like, I don't know, or maybe so, but they want to be dominated by you and led by you in just the general areas of seduction, talking to her, leading Okay, maybe you guys dance and you know your your swing dancing assistant teacher is is better than you. Okay, f- so what? Right? That doesn't mean that she can't be attracted to you. As long as you're confident, assertive, dominant, exhibiting these masculine traits and behaviors and you're not intimidated by her and you don't show any intimidation or show that she's intimidating to you, I should say and you treat her like an equal, even though she's better at you than something, work, sports, like you said, classes, then it's all going to go the same way. Don't think about it. I know that's such funny advice, but it's kind of the advice here. Like, don't, don't even think about, don't let that be any sort of distracting agent or thing that you think is going to have a big effect on attraction in general. And to answer your last question, is that being needy? Yeah, it's being needy and kind of pathetic in the sense where if you're trying to get really good at the thing that they're good at, 
It's like you're trying too hard. You should be totally okay with yourself how you are. And if you're not good at the thing, it's fine. Right? It doesn't matter. So Rodham, focus on what's more important. And that's going to be the principles of attraction, TED, T-E-D. Use that and nothing else is going to make that much of a difference. Okay? Rodham, Jerome, Andy, thanks guys. Thanks so much. I appreciate uh, your questions. If you have one, email in trip at tripadvice.com. Always fun to hear your feedback, answer your questions. I hope that these help today. I hope to hear from you with your emails and I'll talk to you on the very next episode. Stay tuned.